Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China this time. But I actually have somebody on uh, line at the moment that I'm super excited to introduce to you guys just because of something that they've went through and we've actually experienced it a little bit as well. Not from the same company, but uh, something that we would like to share with you guys. Um, I have a, a... Friend online right now. His name is uh, Justin. Justin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good to talk with you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm very thankful to have you on. Um, could you just introduce yourself to our audience uh, before we jump in? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Justin. I'm the communications director for the Palmetto Family Council uh, here in uh, South Carolina. We're the largest Christian conservative policy group in the state. Uh, part of a network of 48 different family policy councils from across the country. And we, uh, our, our main goal is to see uh, biblical values uh, put forward into public policy to help uh, cultivate a culture of life, uh, both in our state and across the country. And ultimately, as our country goes, the world goes, it seems. So uh, that's really our, our main thrust uh, is to uh, seek to better the lives of folks by making sure that everyone understands the biblical worldview implications of the of the actions or inactions taken um, in public policy and and in other areas as well. Well, one of the reasons why I was I was excited that you were able to come onto our podcast is is because I have read in, in an article recently that you guys have gone through a little bit of what it seems to be a censorship. Um, would you be able to share just a little bit about that? Because you were using, if I understand correctly, an, an event kind of platform that allows, or at least the way that we've used them in the past is whenever we have conferences, we use them to kind of arrange our ticketing system. And mm -hmm. uh, I was reading that you guys might have experienced some censorship from them. Could you share a little bit uh, about that? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. We use, now there are some pending... Uh, possible legal ramifications. So I'm going to try to tiptoe around some things that um, just to just to ensure. So we were we have used Eventbrite for many events in the past. Uh, we use it as a way of ticketing, but we also use it as a way of simply, in this case, just tracking who is accepting these free tickets that we're doing for this event. Uh, we have hosted events on Eventbrite uh, a number of times, including hosting former Vice President Mike Pence here in here in Columbia uh, several years ago. Um, when when he was here and they and they accepted our um, our event as normal, uh, but this time we are hosting an event in the Upstate of South Carolina uh, where we are featuring noted detransitioner Chloe Cole. Uh, Chloe has a story of detransitioning. Uh, she transitioned when she was 13 from a girl to a boy. Uh, she started taking hormones and then had a double mastectomy at the age of 15 and has since detransitioned, apparently Eventbrite didn't take kindly to us calling out the transgender movement or agenda, and they have decided to 
cancel our event on Eventbrite. They are no longer hosting it. They called it hateful and violent uh, material. Wow. Wow. So we are we are working through the process of of we have been, since been replatformed on a, on a different uh, on a different format on a different website. We have uh, continued to sell tickets again. This event is free, so it's not as if um, we are we are you know losing losing revenue by not being on Eventbrite. The the tickets to the event are free. They just chose to model themselves um, after many in big tech, and of course. There are stories about this now coming out all around the country that they've done things like this to others. We, we've never had a problem with them. Uh, it just seems like possibly saying that a, that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl was a bridge too far for them. Wow. I, I mean, I, for us, we have used Eventbrite um, before doing our events, kind of like you said, we did uh, ticket tracking. Uh, it also helped with whenever we had to arrange for expenses. Um, Eventbrite was just really super easy for a small organization like ours to use. Um, and being, you know, right now we're based in China. Uh, we see how these things are uh, quickly manipulated to censor, shut down, and even manipulate um, conversations and, uh, ideas right. and concepts. And, um, this is definitely, I mean, from my point of view, correct me if I'm wrong, but this really looks like, um, uh, something that you guys are being there's censorship because of the LGBTQ, uh, progressive agenda, uh, that, there, that, yeah. that is trying to silence people by, uh, manipulating these large platforms. I mean, we've seen this with Visa, MasterCard, banking, uh, online, PayPal. Uh, we, we've we've seen this in in different um, in in different areas as well, uh, and we've seen it in social media. And in social media is like you know an inconvenience maybe, but when you start messing with people's ability to pay or be paid in order to do transactions or uh, be just in the have access to the marketplace. Um, this becomes a, a much bigger deal, very similar to what we've seen in China. You said that um, you said that you were deplatformed. How did you find out? Did it? Did they just cancel you one day? Did you get a? Did you get a warning? Did you get a chance to change? Uh, can, can you can we, you share a little bit how that happened? Sure, there was no warning. Um, it happened on a Friday afternoon, just uh, two weeks ago today, actually, and we were. Uh, out of the office, we had finished up with our day, and we got an email saying that our event had been unpublished due to these issues. And if we were to continue to hold the event, if we were to continue to host the event or host events similar to this on Eventbrite, our entire Eventbrite account would be um, undone. It, our entire account would be deactivated. They also informed us in the email. Now, this is interesting. Because this event again is free, so the only the only monetary value was we were also basically selling tickets on there, but it was a sponsorship ticket. So you could you could sponsor the event, and the payment would go through Eventbrite. We've done that before. We were told in this email, of which we had no warning, that oh, and by the way, everyone who's purchased any tickets to this event, they've been refunded. So. That coming without warning, you mentioned the monetary part of this. Um, it, it's, it's, it's ESG, it's economic social governance scores. It's, 
it's woke ideology, which it's one thing to hold the woke ideology. It's a whole different ball game when you force the woke ideology on someone else. And then on top of that, inhibit or prohibit their ability to make money. Um, as far as I, as far as I know, and again, I, it's, it's early in the morning here in, in the States. It, that might've changed overnight that we're no longer a free society able to, uh, work in a capitalistic manner. I think that is changing. And I think what we're seeing is a, is a steep push toward a, a more socialistic model that, that really, really cramps down on unclean talk, if you will. So Eventbrite gave us no warning. They gave us no time to even make a change. And again, I just want to say we wouldn't uh, because this is not an issue that, that we foresee a need to change on because biology, science, common sense, and logic. And if I understand you correctly, it wasn't even you, – you weren't bringing Pivot together a group – and analysis afterward. If I understand you correctly, it doesn't seem like you were bringing people together to, you know, just have random speakers, but you were having someone come and share about their own transition experience uh, where they had transitioned, if, if I understood you correctly, as a, Correct. as a minor and, and wanted mm-hmm. to share about their own experience, something that they went through. So how could it be hate speech if it's their own experience that they are wanting to tell others what they went through um, and, and, and to use more progressive terminology even, uh, their truth? Uh, right. It, so that, yeah. seems like a, that seems like not just a disagreement on, on ideas, but trying to silence somebody's own story. That's, it, that's exactly the case. This isn't about, you know, you mentioned using the progressive term of, of their truth. You know, in our world today, it appears that everybody can have the... Is well known in in the states. She she's been speaking at several events. She's not. She testified before Congress a couple of months ago. She's not unknown. And this young lady who was who was fooled at the age of thirteen by social media. She was a tomboy, and through social media, you thought, oh well, I guess I guess I'm I guess I'm a boy. And so she begins this process where doctors sit her parents down and say, we're going to do this because would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? She has experienced what the transgenderism movement's ultimate goal is, and that is to take the next generation away from parents who have fundamental, basic, biblical values, take them away and not be able to restore them. Simply her story is now seen as inappropriate, violent, harmful rhetoric. And again, we're not even saying that transgender people are evil. We're saying that the ideology of transgenderism is innately evil. It's innately bad. It ruins lives. And this young lady is a prime example of that. Now, by the grace of God, she's been able to detransition and she's working through that process. But this is an issue where we were just wanting to call like-minded people together to make sure they understand what's happening on their children's phones, in their children's schools, and across the country, these surgeries and treatments that are taking place that most folks don't know about. We were just trying to shed a light on that, 
using a young lady's story to illustrate that point. And she has graciously uh, agreed to, to join us for this event. She's still coming. And to, for that to be labeled hateful and violent, it almost seems like I'm living 1984. It, it really feels like I'm living that book every day as we see them, as we see the big tech, uh, big government woke elitists. And this all seems so conspiracy theorist until you actually dig down and see it's not. They're trying to control not only what we talk about, but now who speaks it and even to an extent what we think and how we make money. And we're, we're, we're teetering on, on dangerous times and that, and that's not hyperbolic given that this happened to a small Christian conservative policy group in South Carolina. No, it's really not. That's why I'm so thankful that you agreed to come and join us. Uh, this is something that, you know, we've been sharing for many years as our experience. You know, I, I spend quite a bit of time working in North Korea and I spend quite a bit of time working in China. And the things that we saw from the very beginning, I, I've been living here and working here for almost 20 some odd years. And um, the, the things that we have seen throughout the beginning of communism in these nations um, seem so foreign that we would have to explain them to Western audiences, specifically those in America. But now we, we honestly see the beginning stages of what the Chinese have gone through what the North Koreans have gone through. And again, I don't think that's hyperbolic either. Um, the, the terminology, the words, the, the, the attack on speech where words are being used. I mean, you just gave a great example talking about how you were deep platformed because of harmful language. What can be more harmful than a double mastectomy on a, on a minor whose body is going through natural transitions and you're going to slaughter them and, and, right. and, and change their biology makeup and harm them for, with, with drugs and surgeries that are experimental and they are going to have to deal with that for the rest of their lives. Um, there is a uh, we had a we had an individual come on our podcast a couple of years ago. His name was Walt Heyer. Uh, he was a pioneer in doing the transition. So in 1981, he transitioned from a man to a to a woman in San Francisco and lived as a woman for about eight years. And he has since. Uh, transformed back, come back uh, to be what he was biologically born as, and has really been speaking out. In the and this was a couple of years ago, before we saw a lot of this take place. Um, the number one warning that he said was, I, I asked him, is there anything that you can share with our audience as a warning in what you went through with your experience with transitioning back in the 1980s? And he said, yes. Um, the the LGBT community, those that are pushing transition, they are coming for your children. And so that yep. was his own feelings. That was his own uh, experience. And uh, his warning has actually played out before our eyes. And um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I have seen that here in China where the, the market begins to exclude those that do not agree with the, the main progressive agenda. No, you're absolutely right. And I think if we go back here in the States, that's a, that's an interesting story that you just shared. There's, we, you know, we use this all the time. A couple of years ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir produced the video and they sang a song that, that they're coming for our children. They're coming for your children. And when people started to get concerned about that language, 
They said, oh, it was satire. It, we were making a joke. Well, now we see kids openly being taken to pride parades. We have that here actually in South Carolina. Next weekend, they have the pride parade here. And last year, we saw a three-year-old child placed on stage with a drag queen, and they were dancing together. Uh, we called that out. We said, this is ridiculous. This shouldn't be happening and certainly shouldn't be happening in the state of South Carolina. And we were told, well, it doesn't matter because the child is their, is their child. That, that person is their mom. I know that person is their dad. But either way, I don't think it's appropriate. So what we're seeing is, is a push to get the next generation because if, if we could get the next generation to even believe in this idea of hate speech or inappropriate language that, that is deemed appropriate or inappropriate by big tech and whoever else, if we can get them there – we can get them anywhere. And so it's incumbent upon people with basic values, whether it's the Judeo-Christian value or, or others that just believe in common sense. We have to be willing to call out hypocrisy whenever we can. Because like you said, there's nothing more hateful and nothing more violent than mutilating a child. I mean, unless we live in a different world and a different society, what we're seeing, for example, what we're seeing in Israel and what we saw in Israel last weekend, that's violent. That's hateful. Me saying that a young lady should be able to get the help she needs, I'm not saying we ignore the problem. If she has gender dysphoria, then that's treatable. It's, it's a disorder, according to the dsm 4 So that need, she needs care. She needs help, or he needs help. If it's a boy, they need help. Getting them under the knife, getting them under a scalpel, and pumping their body full of hormones that will go in excess of what their body actually needs, that's not helpful. That's harmful. So can I ask, um, have, how did you guys respond? And, um, and, and does this change other elements of the way you guys will operate in the future? Do you think that this will impact other aspects of your efforts, like banking or social media, um, uh, it, it, those, those kind of uh, things that most charities or organizations or um, like the, the council that you guys, the family council that you guys have. Uh, how have you responded and how do you think that this will change the way that you operate in the future? Well, it certainly has already changed what we're ho where we're hosting the event. Um, that has changed. We responded. Our, um, our, legal, our legal team has already responded to them um, and we're working through that response. We, whether we hear from them or not is really... Um, up in the air, but we are, we have responded to them. We have, we have asked, um, nicely <laughs> for more information, whether or not they give us the more information is totally left up to them. Um, and, and so for us, we, you know, we, it's almost that you live and you learn thing, but we understand now the more and more that we do more and more, you're going to get uh, pushback. You're going to have people who will shout you down and they'll try to, if they can't, if they can't, if they can't talk over you, they'll eliminate your voice. And that's the, that's the goal. That's the ultimate push is to eliminate the voice of those who would dissent to the idea that boys can be girls and girls can be boys just by a couple of changes. Uh, when, and I say that lightly, but we're talking about pumping people full of hormones and mutilating their bodies. That we, if we can't talk over you and we can't get rid of you, will at least silence you, will at least eliminate the ability for you to speak in the public square. Uh, and, you know, that's a, that's a complete violation of the First Amendment, first of all. 
However, these tech companies and other companies can operate under, well, we're a private business, so we can we can host and do whatever we want to do within our own website. And while that's true, what we're now going to effort is we need to see more Christian-based and, and biblically-based and family value-based systems in place to where groups like us and 48 other, 47 other family policy groups and more can use those types of services instead of being forced to deal with the woke ideologues at Eventbrite and wherever else. I love that. I mean, this is so key. One of the things that we have seen, I mean, I work in communist countries, Muslim countries, Hindu countries, Buddhist countries. And the number one thing that I see whenever um, the enemy takes over an area speaking spiritually, um, whenever the enemy takes over, the number one thing that happens every single time is the the stopping of free speech. Uh, it is the right. number one way that, the, and I often say this, I've said this several times um, because I've seen it happen over and over and over that the truth is dangerous and it's something that the enemy needs to stop. And so we are big believers in Matthew 24, 14, which is when all nations hear the good news of Jesus Christ, then the end will come. And to stop that from happening, the enemy has to stop the good news from going forward um, because the truth will always defeat a lie. So the lie needs to stop the truth. Um, that the truth is never afraid of a lie. The lie is always defeated by the truth. The enemy of a lie is the truth, but the enemy of the truth is not a lie. The enemy of truth is silence. And so that is why the enemy works so hard to silence um, those that are speaking truth. So um, I, I applaud you guys. I'm so uh, thankful that you agreed to come on. If people want to learn more about your work and the things that you do, uh, where can they find uh, that information? So if you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, and I encourage you to do so because what we do is sort of South Carolina-centric, but it's also uh, what's happening in South Carolina is happening everywhere. So you can go to palmettofamily.org. Uh, www.palmettofamily.org. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, what's now X, I guess. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Palmetto Family, or Palmetto Family SC, possibly on Instagram. I don't know why that one's different. We also host our own podcast as well. Uh, we, we have a show, the Palmetto Family Matters Show, where we discuss current events from a biblical worldview. And we want to shape the Palmetto State and the country from that biblical worldview. Uh, those are available on our Facebook page, on our website, um, on our YouTube page, and we have an app as well. So if you want to get our app and, and, and peruse that way, you can do that. Palmetto Family Council on your app stores. Um, and we look forward to connecting with folks with our email newsletter and, and any, any way else that we can connect. Okay, great. Thank you so much. So that's palmettofamily.org. Uh, that's how I found them. I looked them up after reading the, the article that was about Eventbrite. Again, that's palmettofamily.org. Justin, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. I really appreciate it, brother. Of course. So happy to join with you. We'll talk soon. All right. God bless you. And thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China. God bless.